with a different taker That's what makes our show great It's a Sports Week Podcast It's a Sports Week Podcast Hello everyone and welcome to the Sports Week Podcast show Thanks for tuning in wherever you may be listening from right around the country Big show this week, and the Motley crew are back to go through it all with me. Uh, I'll introduce the panel for everyone this evening. To my right, old mate Nate. Nate, how you going, buddy? Greetings, Liam. Greetings all. Happy to be here. Can't wait to get in tonight. Big show. And I believe the dream's still alive, Nate, of the AFLX Grand Final Premiership double for the Ds. AFLX, for God's <laughs> sake. We are in the prelim final, so give us how some respect. It? I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Looking forward to it. We're going to definitely have a big chat about the Ds oh, we will. throughout the show. Uh, now, across the table from you is a man who's just got back from a lovely little uh, vacay with a doll. Oh, <laughs> oh, mate, Daniel's back. He's got, a bit, of a, he's got a bit of a gravelly voice. I'm not sure why, but uh, Daniel, how are you going, mate? Very well. Thank you for the introduction, Liam. That's uh, very kind of you. How you are have you? have a nice time away? Fantastic time. Yeah, really enjoyed myself. I won't go into detail. This is a sports week. Uh, oh, wow. But, um, yeah, thank you very much. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> And the man with the stats, old mate Nilo's here as well. Nilo, how you going, mate? Edits. Yeah, not too bad, Liam. Yourself? I'm going very well, mate. Pumped for a big show, so we'll get straight into it. Now, fellas, on the agenda tonight, we've got obviously Sinners and Winners of the Week. We've got a big, big AFL water cooler with some very interesting topics in there tonight, which I'm sure we'll uh, have a few uh, debates there. Uh, We've got an A-League discussion with something that Daniel needs to get off his chest that he's very, 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 very (laughs) angry about. Seething. 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 That's the word. Uh, Plus, also tonight, Nilo, we've got the return of the famous top three segment. Yes. Uh, Is it world famous yet, boys, or just famous? Pretty famous. Semi-famous. <laughs> Semi-famous. <laughs> Local famous. Local famous. And we're going to be counting down the top three most loose units in sports history, which oh, should be uh, can't wait for that. very interesting. There's plenty of uh, people to choose from in that topic, so we'll look forward to that at the end of the show. But uh, before we get into Sinners and Winners, boys, Daniel, something to say? Yes, definitely. Uh, again, uh, as per the norm uh, for my good self, I, I just want to thank everyone that's gotten around us across all social media platforms yes, and, you. of course, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening through and uh, subscribing, rating, uh, doing what you do best, engaging with us. We love it when you're commenting on our posts. We want you to get involved. Give us your thoughts. Give us your highlights of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what you're interested in during the course of the week. Tell us what you want to hear as well. Please uh, get around us. Keep liking us. Uh, keep uh, liking our posts Subscribing Subscribe Absolutely I may feel a little greedy here But I believe we've got over 300 likes Which is great That's But true, I want mate. more Dan on How Facebook? are we going to get more boys? How I want more likes more? on Facebook <laughs> This is a good question I want some more likes around Facebook as well uh, 300 plus is good uh, All mm-hmm. things considered But how will we How are we going to get more? Well everyone loves a great incentive I know I do I always work a little harder When there's something at the end of the rainbow <laughs> So I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking uh, I've got a spare fifty dollar rebel voucher. What could a fifty dollar rebel voucher get you, boys? Fifty dollar rebel yeah, voucher. Yeah, you could do just a get bit off of the work. footy boots, yeah. the cricket boots. Cricket yeah. season coming up. A yeah. 2018 AFL top, I reckon. Yeah, $50. why not? That's well, a good point as yeah, well. Yeah, if you barry for Carlton, maybe. But, <laughs> look, I'm thinking, boys. We that. put this voucher up. Any like from when this uh, podcast uh, drops, Neilo? Mm-hmm. To when? Maybe Let's say, say grand final day. Let's say grand final day. So midnight okay. uh, after the grand final day right. goes into a draw. And what we'll do is we'll draw a winner 
and they win the $50 voucher. All you've got to do is like the Facebook. Brilliant. That's Sounds it. good. So, just like us on Facebook and you go in the draw to win a $50 Rebel Sports voucher. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. How, how are the listeners going to know it's legit, though? What should we do? Uh, I reckon we draw it live on Facebook. How about Facebook that? Live. Facebook Live. We've let's never done do that, that before. Let's do or that. Or Insta Live. Insta Live, both. Why One not? We're hey, going to go, go live nuts. on social media. <laughs> oh, <no>. Whoa. <laughs> there yeah. we go. you got to start somewhere. Might have to get a haircut for that one. <laughs> 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 All right. I don't want to see our faces yet, so why not? It'll be fun. Very good. Probably for the best, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, it'll be a horror Stay show. Tuned. Pro- probably in line with uh, Halloween, which will actually be quite <laughs> fitting as well. No, I like it, Nate. Let's go with that one. So, any time from now up until midnight on Grand Final Day, like us on Facebook and you go into the draw to win a $50 Rebel Sports voucher. Perfect. Spot on. Lock it in, Skip. What do you reckon? Lock it in. There you go, everyone. So uh, definitely uh, give us a follow on Facebook and uh, you'll go on the draw. Uh, we'll get into the show then, fellas, tonight. We've got plenty to get through and we'll kick off, as always, with everyone's favourite segment, Sinners and Winners. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give the new ball to old mate Nate tonight. Nate, take oh, Is that because I just said yes and supported you? It was. Yeah, it was. yeah beautiful. <laughs> I, won't, away, I won't be doing that again. Yeah. Well, straight away, nice and positive. I want to give my winner this week to the Werribee uh, Football Club. Werribee Football Club have gone ahead and uh, it's official. AFL Premiership coach Mark Choco Williams, boys. He'll be the sign as a senior coach for 2019. Jeez. Now, you know I love my local legends, so we'll reach out to Werribee, hopefully get them on board. Um, So, yeah, he's he's signing for three years, boys. So, he's definitely a winner in my book. Very nice. Very nice. Where's he been, Choco, the last few years? Uh, I think he was doing some uh, amateur work, uh, Victorian amateurs uh, last year. I don't think he lasted there too long. But what he at Richmond a couple of years ago? 2016, he uh, uh, sensationally got sacked by his former player Damien Hardwick. And you're uh, kidding? He, yeah, well, you know, I think he'd been living under a rock. He hasn't been shy there, Choco, mm. just telling you what he thoughts and thoughts of Richmond. But he's responsible for obviously um, Dustin Martin and him, uh, you know. Uh, his improvement, so he takes a lot of responsibility for that. So imagine what he can do at Werribee Football Club. Choco's back. We'll be reaching out to those guys, trying to get them on local legends, I reckon. Now, I want to start with a winner because, Sinner, I'm absolutely filthy, boys. I'm absolutely filthy. Okay. Okay. Okay, Get it off your chest, mate. (laughs) So I'm sitting there Last uh, last weekend, watching my boys play, thinking... The D's, for those who don't know, Nate's oh, a massive Melbourne D's Demons, man. Yeah, thinking a trip to Perth would be nice. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be <laughs> a trip to uh, Perth on a Saturday. But um, I went on after we won. I wasn't going to sort of... I wasn't that confident. I wasn't going to book flights before the game because, hey, Hawthorne are a hell of a squad. <laughs> anyway, so I jump on and guess how much they wanted for it, boys? For what, the flight? For the flights. Return flights for me and the Dale and... Uh, 800? Maybe, maybe the brother, if he's lucky. 800, <laughs> no, man. $1,400 for kidding. one ticket. Absolutely disgraceful. That's unbelievable. I know people who rolled the dice and booked it before the semi-final for Melbourne, got quoted 800. I know people who booked it at three-quarter time, got quoted 1,000. I looked after the game, like literally 20 minutes after the game, after a few Carlton drafts, $1,400. Were you on the right website or? (laughs) Well, yeah, WebJet, former (laughs) Melbourne sponsor, of course. $1,400. Well, Sam McClure said it best, a 400% uh, price hike is unfair on footy fans. Old Sammy, I think Channel 7's going to pay him to go over there. But Dane Swan said it best the other week, uh, heading over to Perth for the pie game this weekend and I'd just like to thank all the airlines for keeping the prices affordable for all the Pies fans to get over there. Only had to remortgage the house to pay for the flights. Cheers, <laughs> says Dane Swan. So uh, all the flights, uh, you know, VA, Tiger, 
you're a sinner. For mine, I'm going to throw... I actually saw with that, Nate, I don't know if you guys saw this on the news today, some Melbourne fans have actually booked flights via Singapore. Singapore, to I get heard to that Perth as well. To save five yeah, or six hundred bucks. Yeah. cheaper. That's a bloody long flight home if you lose, via Singapore back to <laughs> Melbourne. That's <laughs> insanity. Absolutely disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Anyway, I'll throw it over to Nilo. Alrighty, well... Usually I only have one sinner or winner, but today I have a few. So I've Ooh, got few. So preparation. Gonna, all right. Up. So I'm going to go for a winner first. So my winner, well, one of the winners is Lower Plenty Football Club. And now I don't know if you guys heard yes, about this. I did see this. Um, three quarter time. The goalless. They kicked three points for the game. They were playing Altham in the preliminary final, I believe it was, uh, who had kicked two ten. So, very inaccurate there, but obviously the weather played a part in both of those mm-hmm. scores. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then they drew it level, and they they kicked another, what is it, 2-7 in the last quarter to nothing, right? So, right. it was 2-10 all. I think it was the grand final. Was Wasn't it the grand final? Yeah, it could it have was. been the grand final, mm-hmm. actually, to be honest. And then, extra time was on the cards, and then all of a sudden, uh, lower plenties, Ben Patterson booted a goal uh, almost as the siren went. They One won. second ago. So, basically, granny. lower plenty... Won the grand final from being scorer from being goalless at three quarter time. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Nice so work. well done, Lower Plenty. Second winner is Kenyan Aludi Kipojoke, and I have absolutely butchered that one up. But I think <laughs> I think we know time. who it is. Um, <laughs> it's the bloke who you probably would have seen all floating around on Facebook. He smashed the world record in the marathon by okay. one minute and 17 seconds. Jeez. It's the single oh, biggest improvement Good effort. since Derek Clayton did it by two minutes 23 in 1967. Wow. He ran a pace of two minutes and 47 seconds per kilometre for over 42 well, kilometres. It was absolutely unbelievable, and th- that is a world record that probably won't be beating for a very, very long time, so good on him. Now, the third p- winner is a sport Sheesh. that's just come across my... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the last one. This is the last one. The third winner is a sport that has come across my desk, desk and I will say... Do you I will say we One will, of three sports? Yeah, one of three sports. I will, I will say that we will tweet this one out as well. It's a sport called, and I'm probably going to say this wrong as well, dodzing or dodzing, I think it is. And mm-hmm. It's a Norwegian sport. Basically, you jump off the 10-meter after a 10-meter diving board into a pool after a big run-up, and you have to do a range of poses in midair and often belly flop. So these people, these contestants, <laughs> you've got to see this. It's unbelievable. These contestants <laughs> are belly flopping from 10 metres. Now, that is absolutely unbelievable and uh, good on them. They are obviously winners. The whole sport is a winner <laughs> overall. because Everyone's a winner. Because that <laughs> is fantastic. Now, my sinner, very briefly, my sinner is an unnamed Brazilian futsal player. Okay. Who was arrested oh, after no. the game? I think I've seen this. This is <laughs> bad. He oh. went up to the referee, wasn't happy with the decision, headbutted him, basically oh, knocked no. him out cold. Shit. Bloke goes to to sit up a little bit and he kicks him in the head like a soccer ball and <laughs> fractured Jeez. his skull. Unbelievable. In so, futsal. In futsal. Yeah. Like just indoor soccer basically. Futsal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Is there, so, is there footage of this? or Absolutely, there's footage. We'll tweet it out. Very disgusting footage. We should put a warning. But uh, this bloke, he absolutely lines up on the bloke's head and kicks it. So that is absolutely disgusting. Well, and uh, he is definitely my sinner. And well I don't deserved. even care about his name, honestly. Um, 
Over to you, Dan. Very good. Uh, thank Lift you very much for that, Neil. I'll do my best. You know what? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start with my winner uh, based on that one. And um, I'll use the caption that's uh, all over Fox Sports at the moment. What the hell just happened? Aussie football's all-time miracle. My winner okay. uh, for this week is Avondale Football Club. They have had a week. So just days after an audacious move to try to get to Andrea Pirlo. Mm-hmm. to play in the FFA Cup clash against Sydney FC. Mm-hmm. These guys faced off against the Bentley Greens, right? And this is for a spot in the NPL Grand Final, the National Premier League. The Greens Premier are pretty League. well known, aren't they? Didn't they, they make are the very well known. or something? Pretty yeah, squad, yeah, they're always mm-hmm. up and about in the FFA Cup. So right. they were up against it. So when I say up against it, I mean uh, Avondale were down 3-1 after 115 minutes against the Bentley Greens. So mm-hmm. what that means is obviously there's five minutes left of extra time. Mm-hmm. They're down by two goals. What have these guys gone and done? A three-goal blitz in the last five minutes of extra time to actually get them over the line in an absolute jaw-dropping footballing miracle Wow-y. to send them through to the big dance. Sheesh. Absolute scenes from Avondale, uh, Avondale FC in that particular game. Look, it sent the six people that were there witnessing it into absolute euphoria. <laughs> no, that's uh, me just... Uh, that, that's tongue-in-cheek. There were more than six people there. They do get around it in the NPL. But to come back from 3-1 down after 115 minutes of football to take it out 4-3 to get to the final of the MPL it's unbelievable. is uh, absolutely worthy of my winner of the week. I think I saw that. Was it? Was there a few own goals right there? There were a couple of own goals um, that actually uh, got them back from 3-1 to 3-3. Unbelievable. Uh, and then they actually scored a free kick from outside the box, obviously, to uh, take it out in the 120th minute. So, Avondale FC, Becker, absolutely uh, worthy winner of the week for mine. Very nice. Sinner of the week is I'm going to uh, go offshore with this one and I'm going to take it over to the United States of America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, were out uh, and playing against the Chargers. NFL. NFL, NFL of yep. course. Mm-hmm. And a player of theirs, look, you know what? I'll, I'll say it this way. So, the Buffalo Bills suited up 53 guys right. on Sunday mm-hmm. to square off against the Los, An- Los Angeles Chargers, uh, looking to get their first win of the new season. By mm-hmm. the start of the third quarter, they only had 52. No <laughs> <laughs> kidding. What, what happened is you're no longer with us. What, what happened? I hear you guys. Why? Are. So, uh, basically down 28 to 6, one of their players... Vontae Davis took it upon himself to quit on the team, <laughs> changed it to, into his street clothes, and literally decided <laughs> to retire. Halfway oh, <laughs> through a game, the game <laughs> as a whole Sheesh, during like half time. So Bang. he put on his street clothes, said he was oh quitting, and left the stadium entirely. But so why? Wow! He just obviously had enough. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> rather understandably, uh, anyone that spoke on behalf of the Buffalo Bills didn't really go into too much detail as to what actually transpired. Uh, but the word is that he's officially actually retired You're kidding. <laughs> from the game as a whole. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he actually liked his time too much over at the Buffalo Bills. So, he just pretty much just had enough and uh, walked out on the game as a whole. So, you, sir, you are my sinner of the week. Oh. Uh, I'll throw it over to Liam. <laughs> Very nice indeed, Dan. Daniel, uh, I'll kick things off with the more positive things this time, Nate. Um, I usually start off with my centre, but I'll go with the winner this time. And it's for an Australian legend, and it has to be the mighty mayor, 
Winks. Um, yes. Who, yeah. for those who don't know, scored her 27th straight win at Royal Randwick uh, last Saturday. Uh, she now holds the world record for Group 1 wins at 20 and a national record consecutive wins at 27. Unbelievable. 27 consecutive wins. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Extraordinary. On track for yet another Cox Plate victory in the next uh, month or so. Cannot wait to see it. Um, I'll be there, Cox Plate Day. The fourth. It'll be the, her fourth. It will be her fourth. I think she's currently, I don't have the market in front of me. I think she, it's in the red. I think it's like $1.40, $1.50 current <laughs> odds to win yet another Cox Plate. Can't wait to see it. Absolute superstar of the turf and a very well-deserved winner. I'll move on to the more negative side of things. And I've got two, as, two Nilo, same okay. as you. My first one, I'm going to give to Miami Heat superstar, Dwayne Wade. Don't. Why? Really? I am. Okay. Oh, what's he I done? Am. Tell us why. Now, Dwayne Wade, superstar player. Yes. Brilliant career. Yes. Um, you know, multiple championships Took with Miami. Chicago for a few million dollars. He yep. did take Chicago for a ride for one year. What I'm <laughs> making him one of my sinners for is, for those who don't know, Dwayne Wade put out a 10-minute YouTube video yesterday to announce it'll be going around for one more year. Yeah, why not? A 10-minute ten video minutes. all about him saying That's all, right. <laughs> all the reasons why he's going to go for one more year. Look, we don't need... Just, just play. <laughs> it's, it's the American culture. It's all about me, 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 me. Yep. No. A 10-minute video. That's all right. You can watch you compare, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> you compare to that to some players, like say, like a champion of AFL, Matthew Scarlett, retired and just sent the club like an email saying he's retired. <laughs> he did. He didn't yeah. walk off the ground. Yeah. Didn't get like a chair off. Yeah. Dwayne Wade still get ten minute video I'm with to you. say he's going to play another <laughs> year. Get over yourself. Yeah. Now, the reason why it annoys me for those NBA fans out there, and there's plenty who listen, and I know Daniel and Nate are big NBA fans. If you remember, Daniel, if you cast your eye back a couple of years when Kobe announced his farewell year, mm-hmm. he announced at the start of the year, remember the, the carry-on? Every game, there yeah. were celebrations, there yeah, were streamers, yeah, yeah. Oh, was there terrible. was tears. So there yeah. should be. Every oh, game for on, 82 mate. games. Yeah, we're going to have to cop that for Dwayne Wade for a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't Why need not? to do it. You don't need a farewell tour. Fair enough with a month ago the season, maybe do it. To do a 10-minute video to carry on saying you're going to... Retire this year, I think, it's just me, 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 and uh, yeah, piss poor Dwayne. Maybe we'll get a YouTube video from Damo when he returns next week after, <laughs> after, after taking this week Return off. of the Mac, maybe we will. in a video of uh, Damo going at it. <laughs> now, my second sinner, now this one does pain me to do, Nilo. I think I've made this bloke my sinner twice already. Uh, it's not the Adelaide <laughs> Football Club. For I think they've been my sinner about five times. Thank Is it God. someone from Adelaide? N- Yes, he is a South Australian. <laughs> Big Crows fan? Am I Big guessing? Crows fan. Oh, he might no, have been the number one. Oh, I know he's been a sinner before. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Multiple Come times. On. He may wear his hat backwards. Oh, good, good, oh, good, good, no. good. It's old mate Leighton Hewitt. Oh. Now, <laughs> I don't know what he's done, <laughs> yes. but give it to him. <laughs> he's, been, he's been my sinner twice already uh, during the podcast series. Now he's again for a third time. Now, multiple. Multiple sinner. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame for our show. <laughs> With, Joey <Chestnut. laughs> With Joey Chestnut. Yes, he will be. Now, for those who don't know, Australia played in a Davis Cup qualifier over the weekend mm-hmm. against uh, old mates. I'm not even sure who they played against, but they lost. Anyway, <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. I think it might have been the Czech Republic, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, what happened was he's obviously the captain of the Davis Cup team. He sits mm-hmm. on the bench and yeah. you know fires up the players, blah, blah, blah. What he did absolutely defies logic to me. I can't believe this. Now, what happened was... <laughs> After the first round of the singles, he wasn't happy with one of the one of the players. 
how well he was going. Uh, I think it might have been Jordan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what old mate Leighton decided <laughs> to do... Don't tell me. What do you think he did, Nilo? Take a guess. Sh- surely he didn't strap on the boots, What did he jump on? Again, again. So no, team captain Hewitt playing in his 80th no. match in the green and gold after making his debut, nominated himself ahead of the struggling oh. Jordan Thompson, who'd already been slated to partner peers in the doubles. So he replaced one of his own players and the coach played in the Davis Cup <laughs> again. This bloke's, this bloke's had more comebacks than John Farnham. Yeah. Disgraceful. Like, just give it up, mate. It's geez, over. Did he win? Man. They did win the doubles, but they did end up losing the ties. So it was to no avail. Sometimes you just got to know when enough's enough. And Leighton just so someone, he won, though, did he? He won the match, but they didn't oh, win the tie, go. so they lost. So they don't advance or whatever they did. And they get relegated. Well, I think the Davis Cup's changing, but that's another topic. But yeah. I cannot believe he's done it for a third time in the last eight months come out of retirement. How are these young blokes ever going to improve if every time it's on the line, he's going to take their spot. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's like the, the father with the kids. You, know, you can't do it, let me do it, and I'll show you how it's done. But they'll never learn. They'll never learn. And uh, it does remind me of my uh, sinner from the other week. The coach come on and scored the hat-trick. Oh, I was that, thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. True, a good yeah. Croatian man. A good Croatian. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Not good enough from Leighton. Uh, Liam, I agree with you. Very good. So he's right up there with the Adelaide Crows as my centre of the year candidate. But uh, we'll keep things moving, boys. So very nice rendition there of sinners and winners. Boys, we'll get straight into it with the AFL now and we'll get into the AFL water cooler. Let's do it. Now, we've got things a bit different this week. We've got a couple of little bit more interesting topics, not necessarily just on-field related. Mm-hmm. We're going to kick off with, boys... And we're going to have a discussion about it. What did we make of the AFL's decision with their pre-game grand final entertainment? And for those who don't know, they've gone with old mate Jimmy Barnes. They're willing out again. Beautiful. And the Black Eyed Peas minus Fergie. So no Fergie. Ouch. With the rest of the Black Eyed Peas. Now, Daniel's got his hand up like he wants to go for it. <laughs> for school. Daniel, I'll, go I'll, for I'll, it. I'll tell you what, I think it's a fucking abomination. <laughs> absolute fucking abomination. Oh Seriously, Barnsey. Barnsey, enough, mate. It, like, oh, the white man. No, no, no. He's a working you know class what? man. Yeah, he can be whatever the hell he wants to be, mate. Just stay away from our screens. They finally classed it up a little bit last last year when good. they brought out the, the killers. killers. Yeah, that was Finally, good. I thought these guys are onto something. They're making good decisions. Now they've ripped out Barnsey with the black eyed peas minus Fergie. <laughs> the black eyed peas minus Fergie is as good as the four of us walking out there <laughs> fucking trying to do something. Oh, Sorry for my swearing, but I've, I've genuinely, I've genuinely had enough of the AFL not being able to get their get Who would their you prefer? Together. You're a big music man like you told Jeff White the other week. Who how, long, how, <laughs> how, how long have you got? Tell us. Give us a few acts. Mate, pull out the gang of youths. Pull out some, some gang of youths. The proper... Aussie. This is the thing. New, no new one age. Knows. New I'm a exactly. Jimmy Barnes fan. I'm a Jimmy Barnes all the way. All right. Well, you name any Jimmy Barnes song that people don't know. People are going to be singing along. They're going to have a few beers. They're going to have a good time, mate. The point. That's I, what it's all I, about, I'm Danny boy. Walk right out of the room when I see that guy. <laughs> There's no second prize. He's an absolute. <laughs> they will man. sing that song. He's guaranteed. a man. It, dead and buried. That's what the AFL should be doing, and start actually <laughs> appealing to new age people. He's a nightmare. Like, move Not- on. <laughs> oh, I love Barnsey. I don't, and I strongly disagree. Really? We'll agree to disagree. Well, first things first. I just want to point out that Fergie did re- retire from the Black Eyed Peas about five years ago, so that's probably why she isn't. Coming no one's heard of them since the Black Eyed Peas. Where, where is the love? That's true. Where is the love for the Black Eyed Peas? You know what? I, mean? <laughs> I think it's a great. Fergie, I think it's a great move. Fergie did a good rendition of the uh, American anthem oh, as well during the playoffs, didn't she? 
pushing uh, it. <laughs> so that's probably a uh, silver lining in terms of their decision there. But this is an absolute nightmare. It's uh, three <laughs> steps, uh, two steps forward, I should say, and three steps back with the AFL. They finally did something last year. They got a buzz going about the killers. It was absolutely brilliant. And then they produce this shit. I honestly reckon they've, they've catered to their audience very well because they've got to really pick someone who's very, very, very broad. They can't just be picking Gang of Views because, I'll be honest, my parents won't know that. And, I don't know that. Well, they even... Do you really think your parents are going to know the Black Eyed Peas? I know mine wouldn't. Oh, they would, they would know Jimmy Barnes, though, at least. Yeah, well, Barnesy, I'll for give you sure. that. Yeah. And, you know, that that's the thing. They've gone for young and old. They've gone for a bit of a mix of both. So I reckon it's a good move. And I honestly don't see what's wrong with it. 100%. For me, it's a nightmare. Liam, what do you reckon? (laughs) I don't like to sit on the fence. I I can see both sides of it. I think the Black Eyed Peas is a shite house decision. If Fergie's not around, what are they going to sing? That's that's just ridiculous. I can't cop that. Barnsley, I'm a little bit with Nate. Um, Barnsley will get the crowd going. He's He's well past his prime, probably like all of us. Well past his prime. (laughs) Think for yourself. When he he pulls out K-San and working class, man, you know that 95,000 are going to be singing, Daniel. Yeah, no. Okay. And he's a hot topic right now, Dan. He's just released a movie called The Working Class Man. All, all the oldies are talking about it. It's great. All the oldies. Well, I'm talking about it, so I'm going to be excited. And the Black Eyed Peas, what are they called? The Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, you are an oldie indeed. I am in my mid-30s, by the way. I'm not that old, but... Shut up, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> i got a feeling. i got a feeling oh, tonight's no. going to be a great night. So many bad gags. We'll, oh, we'll move it on. I'm <laughs> cringing ridiculously. Shit idea. Let's let's go to the next topic. Okay. <laughs> now, the next topic, boys, uh, this is, again, something off field, which did cause a little bit of a stir in the news over the last week. Now, I'm sure everyone would have seen a lot of the Geelong players' outfits that made, uh, not, well, they call it Wacky Wednesday, the Cats, mm. but they do it. We had... Uh, love it. Love it. They do do it well. Um, they obviously had... Joel Selwood and one of the other players uh, rock up as Prince Harry uh, in the car with the wedding with Meghan Markle. Uh, mm. Who else did they have? They had Patrick Dangerfield as the Canterbury Bulldogs, I think, just in the jocks looking like he was <laughs> still <laughs> maggoted. Yep. Uh, millions of different outfits. Now, what came out in the news this week, they were absolutely slammed by a Geelong legend, Sam Newman, plus also um, football media personality, Kane Corns. The now, volcano. The volcano, indeed. Now, what Kane Corns said, before we get your thoughts, guys, and if you think Geelong were in the right to do this, this is what old mate uh, Cornsy said. Now, he said, this is him referencing Geelong, you've won three out of your last 12 finals. Now, some of those outfits that they had must have been planned the week prior. So, you were thinking about it. So, are you thinking about a big final against Melbourne where you were embarrassed, you were bullied, you were smashed? Or were you thinking somewhere in the back of your mind about Wacky Wednesday? He goes on to say, I guarantee you some of those outfits weren't organised on the Monday or Tuesday after their lost final. They were organised a couple of weeks before and I don't think it's a good look at all considering their finals record and how terribly they played. Nate, thoughts on this, mate? Well, I'll start with a positive. One of my favourites was representing Dennis Rodman, and we all know how much I love him. The worm. Radigatunga, I'm going to go. Yep. <laughs> but the thing is, mate, uh, Kane Corns, oh, I'm going to agree with you. Um, well, Geelong's record speaks for itself. Nilo, you said last week that their, their uh, finals record is not good enough. Uh, obviously, they're thinking about anything else but the game. 
I mean, they continuously mm. every year set the bar high when it comes to They're very wacky. good at it. Yeah, who gives a crap? Like, they should be concentrating on winning games. Do you think their fans care about it? Look, they deserve it. There's no doubt about it. But they've gone a little bit too early. Look, I go back to um, Bernie Vince smiling after the game against Adelaide. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, sat mm. there and crucified Bernie Vince. I'm going to go the opposite direction to that night. And I think it's not good enough by Geelong. It shows that you're not you're not sad about losing the game whatsoever. Liam, what do you think? I think for one of the first times on this show, Nate, I'm going to agree with you. Oh, that's, <laughs> wow. that's a first. I actually agree. I think you have to think about it as a fan's perspective. If you were a massive Geelong fan and you've just lost yet another final in a very poor circumstances, to see them in public view like that, I don't know if it is a great look. Don't get me wrong. They deserve to have their wacky Wednesday, get maggoted behind closed doors, carry on. Maybe don't get their steak and two veg out like their Canterbury Bulldogs uh, counterparts in Sydney. But I don't know. I think it's a bit over the top. Is this their fault or is it the media's fault? I'm sorry. They're going to be doing it. But if the media have nothing better to do but to actually cover them rocking up to a pub to enjoy the end of the season. But but let's focus on what the point that Kane Corns are saying. Obviously, a lot of those costumes and the, the car they had to hire and all these different things, they had to do this prior to that final. Why don't somebody think of the children? No, yeah. Come on, <laughs> seriously? If we're going to nail them for actually blowing off some steam at the end of the season. No, but they were doing it in season. That's the point. They would have had That's to organise these no, before costume. the game. Well, that hour they were trying to book costumes and book cars and all these things. They could have been doing some maybe some opposition analysis on Melbourne and not got flogged. Nah. That's, that that's rubbish. Well, that's absolutely rubbish. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you something. In terms of in terms of the media coverage covering it, the Geelong Addy loves to cover it. And look, I know, down, yeah. down I being that. in Geelong, we all love it. All right. Um, I'll we, be honest. But way. you're not a Geelong fan. You think Geelong no, fans who saw fan. their side get their ass I live kicked there, would love so, it? Yeah, no, that that's fair enough. I completely agree. Secondly, they did. How can you say that people like Patrick Dangerfield organised it beforehand? The Canterbury Bulldogs hadn't even gone out except that Monday. No, it was, I was two days later. More so to sell with, I'm with just the saying. So no, I'm just saying that they could have easily organised that in two days. There's no, oh, there's left. no evidence that that they had. Like, I mean, I could organise that outfit in two hours. Like, what no, what, 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 yeah, now, come on. What if right. their partner said, "Hey, you know what? Your Mad Monday's coming up. Here's an idea exactly. for it. This could be." Fun. I'm going to go pick I'll it up. It. Yeah. You wear it because That's the boys right. are going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> I reckon Daniels you not. two are talking absolute shit if you're going to give it spot to on. the Geelong football players <laughs> for blowing off a bit of steam and preparing freaking costumes for their Mad Monday. Um, you said think of the children, right? Yeah. Think of the fans. I'd be absolute gutted. Like My team's just been smashed by a team that's been at the bottom of the ladder for two decades, <laughs> and they're out there dressing up, having a good time. Mate, give the fans some time to grieve, all right? It's been two days. Mate. They've just no, topped up. They've just made... Their finals uh, record is absolutely disgraceful. So you're saying postpone it for a week or something? Or what are you Hell saying? Yeah, why not? Still behind closed doors. But then, then but they, the they know the media is going to turn up. They, yeah. they know they what's going to happen. Half the reason that they do it is because that they'll get the, the Addy will go nuts and it'll have five pages on it and it'll be fantastic. I me, just me, think, me. I just think when you consider all the hoopla and hype about Geelong the start of this year when Ablett came hmm. to bomb out an elimination final. I think hype. you two are very, very negative, and Sheesh. we should be focusing on the fact that Melbourne played a ridiculously good game of football. Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. And they beat the Cats, and the fact that they've actually gone out and dressed up for their <coughs> Mad Wednesday or whatever the hell it was Wacky. has nothing to do with it. Nah, bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Absolute as bullshit, compelling man. as that argument is, I'm going to stick to my <laughs> 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 
There you go. There you go. Uh, it's getting heated in here tonight. Uh, we'll keep things rolling, boys. Up next in the cooler, we've got... This is a topic that Nate wanted to bring to the table this week. Uh, with the footy show's failing ratings, it's really, really starting to battle now this year. Uh, the front bar's pretty much giving it a once-over every week now. Is the footy show dead and buried? Or has it still got some life in it? Now, Nate, this was your topic you wanted to bring up, so only fair that you go first, mate. Yeah, look, I'll uh, I'll say a few words, but I'm more interested to hear your view, and I'll come back with a retort. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, the footy show, I love it. I've been watching it for t- uh, 25 years. I love Sam Newman. God, I miss Street Talk. Street Talk was the best thing about that <laughs> don't show. Don't they do it anymore? No, no, they don't do it. That's terrific. Obviously, That's Nilo's not watching. He's no. just giving that up. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> but I hear this from, from all you so-called footy fans saying, oh, I haven't watched the footy show in 10 years. I've got better things to do on a Thursday night. Well, yeah, that's great. I still enjoy it, and there's still an audience out there that enjoys it. All right. Uh, but look, Dan, what do you think? You're one of those uh, people I was talking about. How long since you've watched the footy show, mate? I'm just going to refer to the actual topic. Uh, is the footy show dead and buried? Discuss. <laughs> is it dead and buried? It was mummified like six years ago. <laughs> uh, absolute minimum. It, 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 it got cringeworthy around about six, seven years ago, to be honest. And that was after I actually persisted in watching it for a further three years after I lost interest <laughs> in it. So, it's been a good decade since this was actually even, even mildly entertaining for my Nate. It's probably after the Gary Lyon, Bill Brownless, I reckon, when they got rid of mm. both of them, I reckon, that it sort of really, really went downhill. But it was still probably going downhill before then, even. I'll tell you one thing, though. Their ratings now, the saviour was supposed to be Old Mate Eddie when he came back, Nate, like, yeah. last nah, year. I, I just, yeah. The no, ratings are now worse than they were when Old Mate Hutchie was hosting it. So, Eddie hasn't done anything. He hasn't brought any life back to the show at all. Like, I'm with you, Nate. I've watched the footy show my whole life. I've grown up with it. I've loved it. But watching it this year... I don't watch it religiously. I probably watch it every second week or so. It's nowhere near the show it used to be. Um, it's really gone downhill in my book. Um, has it still got life in it? They'll probably keep it going. It'll be on life support and they'll keep it going for another few years. <laughs> as long as Sam Newman's still up, upright and breathing, I think it'll survive. Yeah, yeah. Because people like to watch Sam. I'm a big fan of Sam as well. He's a funny old I bastard. Sam, yeah. yeah. Mm. But w- once he goes or touch wood, not go as in, as in, as in, <laughs> as in, <laughs> as in leaves once us. He retires, yeah. once he retires. He <laughs> He has lived some life. But once he hangs up the microphone, I think that will be it 100%. Would you agree, Nate, or? Oh, yeah, 100%. The the show would uh, not go on with Sam Newman. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, you can't expect today's audience to be into, like, old classics like the footy show. I mean, the top-rated television, this is from uh, OzFam, um, which is like a ratings uh, – OzTam, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a ratings thing in Australia. Very the familiar. Bachelor this week was the, mm-hmm. the best, highest-rating show mm-hmm. with 869,000 people watching it. Gogglebox, 825,000. I would not give these two shows the time of day. I would not Both even look at shows, them. great shows, by the way. I'd love to see Daniel on Gogglebox. You're what's wrong. Oh, which one's Gogglebox? You're what's wrong with, with <laughs> the world, mate. I would pay like, to see Watching Dan The Gogglebox Bachelor in well. Gogglebox. <laughs> and the AFL is getting 116,000. Keep in mind, we only obviously get the Victorian viewers there. But it's, it's just a little concerning to me that people are watching some... Uh, Bogan from the rugby trying to pick up eight women as opposed to <laughs> a, honey badger. a footy show. As it's, opposed to a uh, panel of seven Bogans talking absolute shit. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, oh, I'm with you 100% on the Bogan on The Bachelor, but at the same time, there's seven of them, on, in my opinion, on the on, on the panel in there. Sorry. So what, so what do we do to fix it, though? What do we do, what do, we do Nothing, to fix just it? just get rid of it. That's Eddie's yeah. problem. Suck it. Yeah. Suck it. We've got Oof. a podcast to run. Eddie can, can, yeah. Eddie can sort that out. 
maybe the solution might be just maybe do it once a month or something like that when mm. a big game comes up. Do the grand but, final um, show, maybe? Yeah, the grand final show. Will, I'll watch that. That'll get 700,000 view- uh, 700, viewers. There you go. Yeah, it's just uh, sad times. But look, the front bar's good. I talked Love about it the, the other bar. week. It's very good. But that'll, that'll be the flavor of the month and that'll die off as well. It's been going for a while now, the front bar. Yeah, well, two, three years. The show? Yeah. No, no, a lot longer than that. Okay. A lot longer. Uh, it took a little little time to get some momentum, I guess. It used to be on Sundays or Saturdays or something, didn't it? Saturday night, mm. I think. Between yeah. the, between the day game and the night Interesting. game, I reckon. But uh, we'll leave it there, boys. Uh, Daniel and Nate getting very heated on multiple <laughs> topics tonight. <laughs> now, up next, this is another very interesting topic, boys, that happened over the last few days. Now, this was in the SANFL preliminary final. I'm sure everyone's seen it on the news. It's been big time on the news in the last few days. Yeah. Obviously, what happened, North Adelaide stormed home from 47 points down to stun Woodville West Torrance by five points in the prelim, putting them into the uh, grand final. Now, obviously, what happened um, after that, it came out that the Roosters were found to have 19 players on the ground for a five-minute period during the final quarter of their win. Now, boys, in that five-minute period... They kicked one goal, two, which obviously is eight points, Mm -hmm. which was more than the final margin that they won by. Wow. Now, since then, it's it's obviously gone to uh, tribunals, all sorts of things in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the end, what they've come out with is that they will still hold the victory, North Adelaide, but they've been fined a measly 10,000 and docked four premiership points. It's unbelievable. From next year's season. So they can still play in the grand final. Now, in the words of old mate... Hutchie on Footy Classified. Daniel, good call, bad call. Oh! <laughs> bad call. Bad call. Yeah, okay. it's soft. I mean, shouldn't they actually be penalised for that in the proper way they cheated? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an it's extra true. person on the ground. It's soft. Uh, it shows a lack of, uh, well, I don't want to say testicular fortitude. But, uh, <laughs> it, uh, Testicular it, fortitude. It, 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 no, There's look, the show's episode name for this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it just shows that they don't have the courage to actually act upon the actual rules. They've mm-hmm. cheated. Punish them. It, it it's not punishment. It's true. Three seasons down the line, we'll dock you a goal or some rubbish like that. They've cheated. They've had an extra person on the field. Bad call, Nate. Oh, I strongly disagree with you. And oh, the rules. Surprise, surprise. Well, <laughs> sorry, mate. Was, hey, every, it everyone's got their opinion, but did North Adelaide ask for a... Did the captain... The rule is the captain has to ask, ask for, for a count. count. Did he do that? He didn't. He didn't. But, okay, but it, well, one thing to that, though, no, no, Case closed. Sorry to, sorry to butt in. One thing to that, though. How the hell can a captain of an opposition club in the heat of a game... Have the five minutes to go. On the how the hell can he suddenly counting. count plays as he's playing yeah. a game? No it's captain a would know that. Rule. It's terrible rule. It's up and to the authorities above to common sense should prevail. Yeah, well, maybe the fourteen people doing the board and you know the the runners and the eighteen thousand people watching the game should help him out a little bit and tell him to do a count. Surely someone's paying attention. That's the rules, guys. If it's outdated, it's outdated. But that's the rules. So the Eagles should win that game, hundred percent. Nilo. I get where you're coming from there, Nathan. I mean, rules are the rules, and the captain didn't call for it. Um, I mean, I don't know about... At the same time, though, I just think it's blatant cheating and it's unfair, and they should surely they can retrospectively somehow change the rule and get it stripped because that's out, absolutely outrageous. And it wasn't even the only game that it happened in on the weekend. Mm. Um, I mean, I know what this was the preliminary final, wasn't it? This yeah. game this in the game, Sample, yeah, yes. Yep, yep, in the Sample. It was in the NEAFL. It was the Nafel? grand final, 
and they actually they actually had 19 people on the field and the rule over there is that they actually wipe the team's score and then start all o- they have to start all over again if they get caught with 19 people on the field did which that they happen, did though? no they didn't they didn't do the rule and so and so then so why do we even have rules uh, it's unbelievable <laughs> so I, I don't even know what on earth is going on they need to somehow like, it's unbelievable that it happened twice in a weekend though of all the things like Yellow. when we were talking about it Liam I actually got confused I thought you were talking about the other game and it was yeah, just it ridiculous twice. unbelievable bad call Bad call, absolutely bad call. Both sides should have had their points stripped or something into that decision. And then, obviously, in the sample, they should have had their premiership overturned. In the NEAFL, look, the other team probably would have won anyway. Um, even if they had have had their points stripped, I think the other team were only on seventeen points. But uh, okay. still, they should have had. They should play the law, honestly. I like, Liam, I like your style, Nilo. I hate to leave you one out, Nate, but I'm going to have to say say bad call as well. I think one thing, though, to Nilo, what you were saying, I don't think it's blatant cheating. I don't think they were purposely trying to have nine oh, yeah, players true, on the field. True. It was obviously a mistake to the bench, mate. Um, but nevertheless, they scored more in that five minutes than what the margin was that they won by. It's, it's Exactly. That right there is cut and dry. Cut and dry. If that it is. went to court, and there is talk tonight, by the way, that the losing side, uh, Woodville West Torrance, are going to take this a lot further. They're getting legal uh, counsel. They're going to take this to court. Yeah. I think if it goes to a court of law, they'll they'll get up. Surely. No, that- no. It's a technicality. I mean, you're, you're saying hypothetically this would have happened. It's not hypothetically. They scored more in that five minutes than the margin. It's who not said they wouldn't have scored that if they didn't have 18 players on the ground, though? But who are you to say they, they wouldn't? Who you say they wouldn't? It's, <laughs> it's, 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 they did. You they go did. Know. On that. It's rules they did, are rules. You got to stick with it. No, that's all pine. This guy. They did. Is the point. <laughs> I want a snippet of that past uh, thirty seconds. <laughs> Who'd say that? Who'd say this? Pine the sky. <laughs> uh, no, look. Uh, <laughs> absolutely uh, brilliant stuff, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm three to one. To my guns, yeah, three, three to, to one. one on that oh, one, what a surprise! <laughs> three to one. They should lose Where's it. Damo, will be there. He'd be with me. <laughs> he's, on, he's on vacation. Where is he? Where do you go? The Bahamas and his uh, G-string. Is he sitting on the beach somewhere having a wow, to support <laughs> Serena Williams somewhere? What's he doing? He's doing Trippy Tuesday <laughs> instead of Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> no idea where he is, but uh, Damo, come back soon. Uh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Now. Up next, boys, we'll go to more on-field matters and uh, we're going to have a chat about the preliminary finals this weekend. Now, let's kick off with the first game Friday night, Collingwood v Richmond for a place in the big dance. Uh, Just before we get into the game, boys, extraordinary demand for tickets, Neil. You were saying to me before you saw a ticket on sale for one of those resale sites for how much? Uh, Well, uh, on eBay for $21,000. now For one ticket. I'm pretty sure that that was a fake bid, but I have seen them actually going for over $1,000, which is absolutely obscene. There's a lot lot of of debate going around about if scalping should be legal and this type of thing. If you look at it, though, these two clubs combined have over 180,000 paid-up members. All vying for 95,000 tickets. Yeah. So there's going to be over almost 100,000 members that can't go to this game. So, yeah. And then you've got the neutrals that are going as well. I don't think the neutrals should be there when, in this That's situation. True, yeah. There should be wait, a system. Wait, wait, wait. There should be a system. There should be a system. But that, we're getting off topic. But massive game coming up. Collingwood v Richmond, as I said. Boys, how do we see this one playing out? Nate, do you want to kick us off? 
38 years in the making. Uh, look, two powerhouses of the uh, AFL-VFL. Uh, they haven't met in the finals since 1980. So it's fair to say the fans are chomping at the bit. So I'm not surprised about the ticket sales. Uh, look, Richmond's won the last four. Uh, they've been very, very dominant mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Collingwood. But I remember a few weeks ago, uh, Collingwood was just starting to find their feet. And I said this is going to be a potential grand final preview. You I did. remember, I that, remember yeah. that. Yeah, you remember that, Neil, because you laughed at me. <laughs> um, but look, well, it wasn't, was it? So, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all about the selections, I think. Um, I think you know, is Darcy Moore going to play? Because they could play him up forward. Play Martin's him up back. under a cloud. There's talk, a bit of a knee. Nickel. You're kidding? Yeah. Talk um, Neil Baum doesn't think much of that one. I did see Neil Baum say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, if Martin doesn't play, that throws play. a whole. Oh, He'll play. man. Look, you're gonna. Are we doing tipping? I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna Give have to go tip. with Richmond. Uh, look, obviously. Oh, margin, jeez, who knows? Come on, <laughs> throw something out. I don't know. Give us something. Seven points. I don't know. Look, I think. Close um, one. Look, Richmond, they're gonna they're gonna get Lock- Collingwood get the jump on them like they do most weeks, and they're gonna mm-hmm. suck them in. And by the last quarter, they're gonna be beating them quite comfortably. Um, uh, there you go. Too too strong out of the center. Um, it's just too much class. I think Collingwood have to be at their very 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 best. I'd agree with that, Dan. I'm um, with you. And to your point as well, you actually mentioned uh, what was the first time since 1980 that these two have actually met in the finals. So, fun fact, not one AFL-listed player currently was born the last time that these two really? actually met in the finals. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that being said, uh, I- I'm going to stay, uh, well, keep it in line with you. We're going to agree for the first time this Ooh, evening, hey. mate. And we're about, what, half an hour into the show. So, <laughs> uh, very well done. I'm, I'm going to go with the Tigers as well. They're just too strong. And I've been going with the Tigers. I sound like a broken record. I'm, I'm going to say it again next week, regardless of who they play. Uh, I'm mm. going to tip the Tigers to get up by 16 points. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Pies. Uh, to actually say that they'll go down by 16 points is a testament to them and the way that they're playing footy at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Tigers, again, I've been saying it all season, it's them and daylight in terms of the second best. Liam, give us your thoughts. I'd have to agree, boys. Um, I think Richmond will get the job done. They're, as much as it pays me to say it, they've been clearly the best side all year. Absolutely. Um, they're at full strength. Oh, I can't see anything changing. Um, Collingwood have had a really good final series. Even the loss to West Coast, they were pretty impressive. They were. Um, then, obviously, they got the job done against GWS uh, the other night. But similar to Nate, I just think uh, Richmond's midfield is just too strong. Uh, yeah. Their small forward lines been, you know, on fire all year. Uh, Rewild, obviously, Josh Caddy, pretty stiff not to make All-Australian. Yeah. Um, I think Richmond will get it done. Again, close game. I'll say Richmond by 20 points. I'll go four there. Neil, over to you. Honestly, I don't even know why we're having this debate. I think Richmond will get it, <laughs> Richmond will get it done easily. Um, I've said this all year. They're a cut above, and uh, I think easily Richmond by... At least 35 points minimum. There you go. Uh, one stat, though, I will bring to your attention. Here, Here we go. Yep. Jay, or actually, I'll bring you two. There you go. Two for the price of one. Why not? Jaden Stevenson. Jeez, terrific a good player. Year. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. 19th person only to play 25 games in their debut season. The first to do so since Cyril Rioli. So, there you go. obviously, because he's been involved in every game plus finals. Mm-hmm. Second stat, this particular final series is the first time ever in VFL, AFL history, that Collingwood, Melbourne and Richmond have all won one match in the finals. So oh, there you go. There you go. Stats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm fine, Nilo. <laughs> there you go. So I think it was a clean sweep there for Richmond um, to win the prelim. I think we're all thinking it'll be reasonably close besides Nilo. But uh, 
all round. We're going for Richmond there in the prelim. Uh, now, the other prelim, this is a game very, very close to old mate Nate's heart and obviously Damo as well, and it's the D's up against West Coast at Perth. It's not Subiaco anymore. What's it called? Uh, Optus Stadium. Optus Stadium. Optus, That's yeah. it. Again, actually, we'll let Nate go last considering this is his team. So I might kick off my thoughts on this game. Um I think personally, Nate, this game, it's going to be either won or lost in the midfield. Um, Max Gorn has to dominate. If he doesn't dominate, I can't see Melbourne winning. Uh, if you look at West Coast forward line, we've talked about West Coast forward line a lot all year. Um, I saw a stat just today. They're actually 10-0 this year when Kennedy and uh, who's the other big forward who's escaped Darling. my mind? Darling have played together. They're 10-0 this year. Wow. They're both back in form. Uh, Kennedy, I think, will be good for the run from the game against uh, Collingwood. If Melbourne can't contain them, I can't see them winning. As I said, with Natanui out, their only real hope is if they get him in the midfield. Melbourne's midfield, Nate, has been extraordinary this final series. Yes. Jones. Uh, who else have we got down there? Harms. Harms. Brach- Brayshaw. Brayshaw. Viney. The list goes on. Um, quality, quality young midfield. If that young midfield and Maxi Gorn can get on top, I think the D's could almost get there. Wow. Ooh. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Uh, obviously, Melbourne beat them over there only a few weeks ago. They did indeed, yeah. Um, I'll stick my neck out. Why not, boys? The D's. I'm going to go for the D's. Oh, wow. The D's hey. in a very close game. Uh, Daniel? I want to do the exact same thing as you. I'm just unfortunately unsure that I can do it. So, uh, I mean, for mine, I, I love to back the Ds in this particular situation of the final series, mm-hmm. and I really want to see them go on and do everything. <laughs> I, I want to see them win it, to be honest. And mm-hmm. They've been so, so gallant. And I take your point at the fact that they actually did go out west and beat West Coast uh, a few weeks ago as well. Probably the only part of me that's uh, actually going with logic, though, is the fact that that gives them a glimmer of hope. But when I say glimmer of hope, I think around about a 10% hope. Unfortunately, I can see these supporters getting their hearts broken over the weekend. Not in an absolute drubbing or anything along those lines. I'm unfortunately going to say that West Coast is going to be too strong over there this time around with the home crowd crowd behind them. And that West Coast is going to take this one by 14 points. Yeah, uh, look... Unfortunately, Nath, I'm sorry, I have to agree with Dan. I think West Coast should be too good. The week off, obviously, is going to really help them. The fact that Melbourne are travelling all the way over is going to really help West Coast as well. Um, I mean, look, I'll be, don't get me wrong, I'll be definitely barracking for Melbourne, but I think West Coast will get the job done. And I just want to say as well, I'm very much looking forward to this game. And the mm. reason being... I think all, be a, all probably neutral fans, fans are in Victoria. Yeah. The reason being, though, especially for myself personally... Personally? I believe, and I could be hot off of the press, I believe that the three of us, so me, yourself, Liam and Dan, mm-hmm. could be watching this with Damo. And that will be an absolute <laughs> treat if that ends up eventuating. Mate. Obviously, Nathan, you're invited, but absolute, <laughs> oh, you. absolute treat it. if it eventuates and happening. And I think there could be a few Instagram stories uh, going around, I reckon. There will be. So, uh, again, we've got a bit of a mixed bag there with the thoughts on that game from us three. Now, it's only fair we give the Melbourne man himself, Nate, the last word, Nate. Yeah, look, I think, Neil, you bring up some very good points with a week off and the travel and the things like that. Uh, Dan, I think you're right with there won't be a drubbing. I think it'll be a very, very close game. I think uh, where it's going to be, the thing I was a bit concerned about is the two matchups. Jack Darling, who was an absolute beast recently, and, of course, Josh Kennedy, who just seemed to find his feet last week uh, in the second half. Mm-hmm. However, boys, 
the ball has to get down there first. Okay, so in round 22, mm. the Demons had more disposals inside 50s and dominated the clearances, 43 to 29. Okay? Wow. And that was the start Jeez. of when they were just starting to get hot. It's Jack true. Viney last week, I've never seen a captain's game that good. Um, and uh, the week before against Geelong as well, all the tackles and, and just leading by example, sacrificing his own game just from a tackling and defensive point of view. Look, the midfield is going to be where it's 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 at. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, Tom McDonald. G's been good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, if there was a late run for all Australian, he'd be at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Jake uh, Malkstrom, obviously. Jake the Snake. Even little Charlie Spargo, uh, I don't know how many goal assists that guy had last week. And also the weed, Sam Wiedemann as well. So, mm. look, granted, um, look, Elliot Yo is a elite midfielder, but they are missing Andrew Gaff. So, I think we're going to have the wood over them when it comes to the clearances Whoa. and uh, the midfield, providing... Look, I think Sam Frost and Oscar McDonald are a little inexperienced, and geez, Jake Lever would be handy. And mm. I'm so tempted to put Tom McDonald down there, but with Hogan not playing, you've got no choice. You've got to play uh, McDonald up forward. Can you kick a winning score over there? I think that's probably well, the that's big... Well, that's the key, man. That's what I'm getting to. So, it's it, as long as it doesn't get down to uh, Kennedy and Darling, as long as we can get the clearances, and as long as we can kick straight. Kicking straight has been our uh, problem mm-hmm. recently, and I've mm-hmm. been on them more than anyone. But confidence is a beautiful thing. The boys are confident. Uh, we toppled Geelong. We toppled uh, Hawthorne. Why can't we do West Coast again? Like mm. the last two times we beat them this year and last year. I'm inspired, Nate. Hang on a minute. Who are you well tipping? I'm still trying to work out who you t- <laughs> Well, He's the D's a genius. I'm tipping Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long synopsis. I didn't hear a tip at the end of it. I was, in, I was inspired by the end I of it. I was inspired too, lie. but I want to know who's going to win. I want to get up and run down the hallway over here. <laughs> I agree with you, Dan. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's uh, it's going to be a hard stopper, and me and Damo may not survive the weekend and get to the grand final, but uh, it's going to be seven or eight points, I reckon. There you go. Very nice. Good luck to the Ds. All right, boys, that was a very nice uh, serving of the AFL water cooler. We'll leave it there for this week. And uh, we're going to switch gears now, Daniel, and we're going to move over to the round ball. Excellent. And uh, this is a topic that you've brought to the table tonight that you wanted to discuss. Now, you were... Furious, I'm led to believe at what you saw pop up on your Twitter screen this week with a, I think it may be an initiative that the A-League are bringing out potentially this season. Basically what it is, uh, the A-League are planning to <laughs> play top 40 music. God knows what it'll be. Uh, <laughs> top 40? Taylor <laughs> Swift or uh, who else could it be? Britney Spears, I don't know. who. Is but this pre-game? No, no. During uh, players taking corners. During the game? During taking corners. Well, that won't free be distracting. Kicks. Corners, free kicks, and goal kicks. They're going to have flashing lights and music pumping as players are taking their free kicks and corners. Now, Daniel's turning purple as he's even just hearing me say this. So, Daniel, (laughs) good call, bad call. Uh, and an, an absolute abomination of a call. That, that I actually honestly cannot find the words to describe my absolute disdain and disgust at this particular decision just when you think that the FFA and those in control of the round ball and Mm -hmm. football the world game in this particular country can't get more pathetic in terms of in in terms of their decision making they come out and produce this absolute shit I honestly could not believe my eyes when that article was actually sent to me during the course of this week how they think that this is a good idea is simply beyond me and you know what I, I'm, I'm going to try bite my tongue as much as possible because I've sworn a fair bit over the past 50-odd minutes. Grumpy. 
I think. <laughs> I mean, how can you not be? This is a good, <laughs> I, I've, I've watched this game for the past 30-odd years of my life, and now these people who are in control of the game in this country are actually turning it into an absolute circus, just when you thought it couldn't get worse. I actually started typing out my response to this particular question mm-hmm. during the course of the week after this was sent to me by your good self, Liam. Thank you so much for ruining my evening the other night. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and I jumped on Twitter shortly afterwards and just saw that a particular individual came across my timeline and he pretty much summed it up absolutely perfectly. So, an individual on Twitter by the name of Devek Naidu, uh, who's a Western Sydney Wanderers supporter, judging on, uh, well, based on the okay. picture on his profile, mm-hmm. said it like this. Football is a simple game. The game sells itself and grows organically. That's why it is played in nearly every nation in the world, including third world countries where they don't have the funds for gimmicks such as fireworks, DJs, music, etc. We don't need big bash style gimmicks to make the A-League a success. We, the fans, want to see more rivalries and derbies and expansion of the league, flourishing active support, more young Australian talent given mm. an opportunity, more fan-friendly kickoff times. Liam, you can attest to that. How many times have Melbourne City been scheduled to play 7pm on a Sunday? <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> Better priced tickets. I'm sorry, but we're paying in excess of $350 to be members of your clubs. More suitably sized stadiums for games. Again, I'm sorry, but Melbourne Victory playing Wellington Phoenix at Etihad Stadium in a 55,000-seater capacity Mm. stadium that is Etihad, Mm. when 20,000 people are rocking up, that is a shit look. You don't think some Justin Bieber pumping while you're taking a corner in the 90th minute would be a good look? I'm actually seeding by you making. I know you're trying to poke me at the moment, but that's how Game much on of a non-joke that this actual initiative is. Stop comparing our sport to every other code in the land. We are unique beast, and you only need to listen to the genuine fans to know what works and what doesn't. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple, and it's going to grow exponentially. FFA, get your shit together, please. I think that uh, it's actually a great idea. No, nah, I'm joking. That's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It's probably the worst idea I've ever, ever heard in my life in a professional sporting environment. Genuinely, it's actually bringing the game almost into disrepute because <laughs> how how can it how can you concentrate if Justin Bieber's blaring and you're trying to kick a a winning corner? Like yeah. it, it's it's actually probably against the laws of of uh, it's football. It's a joke. It's like, like these literally people have been hired to actually dismantle the game in this country it's just it's just so knee-jerk like it's just ridiculous like instead of getting their own brand and their own identity they're, they're just trying to piggyback off every other like off the big bash it's or pathetic. off this thing else get your as that tweet said and it really did sum it up well oh, it's get, beautiful. get your act together get some good players get some good football happening the fans will come then simple I mean, it's not – the fans aren't going to come if there's music at a corner. Absolutely outrageous. Liam, what are your thoughts? It's, it's interesting. Um, I think clearly, Daniel, and I'd love to know your thoughts, mm-hmm. this is clearly an attempt, in my opinion, to copy the Big Bash, plain and simple. It is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because it's, it's worked for the Big Bash extraordinarily well. The Big Bash is absolutely on fire, Nilo. Yeah, I know you're yeah. a big Big Bash fan. Yeah. They sell out crowds every night of the Big Bash. Yep. And they've got music playing in between deliveries. They've got, you know, video things going crazy. They've got music everywhere. And it works so well for the Big Bash. But I think the reason why it does work so well, and I did mention this to you the other day, Daniel, is because the Big Bash is a shortened, fun 
format of the sport of cricket. Yep. It's yeah. not the real deal. Yeah. What the, what the A-League are trying to do with the soccer is in put this type of uh, you know fun and enjoyment into the actual real sport, which kind of will cheapen the product. Yes. Yep. Clearly. Exactly. Kind of, if they want to do like a 2020 of, of soccer and have like, you know five a side or something and it's yeah. a 45-minute game, then I could understand it. Why they might look to do it, yeah, yeah. Um, but to do it in the real game, yeah, for the real I season, I would be offended if I were actually on Ballarat Road in sunshine playing futsal on a Tuesday night with a few of my mates mm-hmm. uh, uh, after a few drinks in the pub, and someone started playing music yeah. while I was actually trying 100%. to take a kick in. I would be genuinely 100%. offended. And these guys in the professional league that they're trying to grow are actually entertaining this idea. It is beyond embarrassing, Nate. Greg O'Rourke, who's the head of the uh, Hyundai A-League, mm-hmm. he seems to think the plan is based on what fans felt were missing at Again. the end of season review. Again. Fans wanted more pre-game entertainment, more in-game entertainment, and more at halftime. So, he's, he's the head of the A-League, guys. Where's mm-hmm. he getting this information from? I mean, we've heard your two opinions. Where's he getting this information from? He'd be getting the information from people who filled out an online survey yep. uh, at the end of the season. Which was asking them, how are we going to make you come to A-League games because they've never attended one to begin with? Exactly. And they're big bash fans. Exactly. They're cricket fans that these guys are trying to recruit rather than actually nurture the active support exactly. that was there from the get-go. If they had nurtured that, they wouldn't be resorting to bullshit gimmicks like this 100%. at this point in time, 11 seasons into the actual A-League. It's an absolute farce where this guy's come from and why he's actually delivering these types of surveys and getting this kind of feedback, who it's going out to should all be investigated because this, as Neil said earlier, is actually bringing the game into disrepute. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and the other thing as well, I'll bet my bottom dollar that this this initiative will probably not last more than three weeks. What do you reckon, Dan? Of course it won't. But three weeks will be enough to lose another five to 10,000 passionate football supporters around this country. They've got to try something, though. It's literally embarrassing. They have already. The A League's been floundering the last couple of years. All they have to do is go back to basics. They've been floundering because of morons like this that have been in charge, that have brought out initiatives which are moronic like this one is right now. And that has actually deterred the true football supporters in this country. So, what they need to do is actually look back on the past few years, look at every single decision that they've made, and fucking reverse it. 100%. That's what they need to do. Dan, look, I get the passion, and I get where you're coming from. I agree with everything that you said. But the thing about the Big Bash, I go to the Big Bash every week. Me and Damo go a lot, all right? When the the music's playing at um, you know between you know the innings innings everything mm-hmm. like that uh, between the overs the kids are up there they're dancing they're yeah, doing yeah. little competitions That's things true. like that kids are having the time of their life now I get the passionate I, I I get that you know they should be investing in other areas of the game but the fact of the matter is the kids love it. Um, me bringing my missus, uh, who doesn't isn't into soccer, she might enjoy it and, and you know have a bit of a dance while Good she's point. bored during the game. She going like, to be a member though? Well, she might be if I'm a member. Kids have loved it from day dot, and you know what kids 100%. loved? They loved the spectacle of mm. active supporters yeah. singing and dancing and bringing colour to the game. That's right. And what did these morons do? Almost like xenophobes to a, to a foreign entity. They banded. Disbanded active support. Yep. And the kids still love it and they don't feel threatened and they enjoy it and they love every element of it. They're trying to morph the world game, which is a simple game, into an absolute freak show. I'm still biting my tongue and trying <laughs> mm. everything 
within to stop myself from swearing because I reckon I've broken records on this podcast. But this is the <laughs> wrong topic to bring up considering that, I, that I'm on this tear of swearing at the moment. Neil, I'm going to hand it over to you for a bit. Well, I mean, imagine if I get the Big Bash. I totally get the Big Bash. But, I mean, imagine if they had the Big Bash and they were playing music while the guy was actually bowling. Like, that's the equivalent that's of it. Exactly. Or, or buddies lining up for a kick, you know, in the preliminary final, yeah. and they play Justin Bieber while he's lining up for a yeah. kick. <laughs> it's the absolute equivalent. It's just ridiculous. It's like, very it's odd. Yeah, I agree. By, it's within the actual game. It's just outrageous. There you go. Very, very heated uh, discussion there. Any last words, Daniel? Give Daniel the last word on this. I don't want to say anything else. Another, <laughs> another F-bomb? No, we'll, we'll keep on moving. Uh, I prefer to uh, stay silent. I'm going to do the Jose Mourinho. And uh, when he was questioned about things that he really didn't agree with, his simple statement was, I prefer not to speak. <laughs> there you go. Enough said. Okay, boys. We're almost at the end of another big show. Uh, it's been a very nice rendition of the Sports Week podcast this week. We're going to finish off. We're bringing back the famous top three segment, Nate. Now, for those who don't know, who haven't heard this segment before, where we've count- counted down a lot of different top threes. We've done our favourite sports people of all time. We've done uh, our most hated sports people of all time. Anything else we've done, heartbreaks boys? as well, I think. Worst Heartbreak. hairstyles in sports history. <laughs> yeah. Sporting heartbreaks <laughs> we've done. Yeah. Uh, we've done a lot. Uh, anyway. Tonight's top three, we're doing, this should be very interesting, we're doing the top three loosest units in sports history. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy mofos out there that have played uh, professional <laughs> sport over the years, um, so this should be very interesting. Um, I'm going to give, seeing you're on a roll, Daniel, take the new ball. Why not? Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to try to uh, let the anger course out of my body because this is a bit more of a light-hearted kind of topic. Uh, my number three, uh, not really renowned for his uh, off-court uh, exploits or anything along those lines, but one of my favourite loose units out there, uh, and that's got to be Lance Stevenson, Stevenson I should Ooh, say. Ooh, NBA player, right? Uh, yes, uh, he's hilarious. It's wonderful watching him. He's a Bonafide NBA weirdo, this guy. He, <laughs> uh, the way that he, over the years, uh, has gotten under the skin of uh, the current best player in the NBA in LeBron James. What's he done, for those who may not have seen it? just been a sight to behold. So, uh, if you haven't watched it, maybe go on YouTube and, uh, well, type in Lance Stevenson and uh, LeBron James. Uh, this guy's been known to actually stand while play has stopped right next to LeBron James uh, James, and just stare at him directly. Uh, he's known to blow into LeBron James' ear. Uh, Do you want to clarify that? What did, what did he, <laughs> he blew into Good LeBron Lord. James' ear. Uh, 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 during with his play. breath, with his breath, with you his mean? breath. Yes. What did you guys think that I'm I was not talking sure. about? Breath, of course. Didn't he also undo his shoelaces when he was at the free throw? He <laughs> undid his shoelaces. You name it, this guy's done it. He's the ultimate pest, but really, really wow. likable at the same time. So, uh, really, really loose when he's on the field. And there you go. Uh, the irony in it all is that they're actually going to be teamed up at Nate's uh, LA Lakers Very true, uh, for yes. the on, on coming season. So, Lance Stevenson, you're at number three. Number two is not necessarily very likable, uh, but at the same time, definitely, definitely a loose unit. Now, uh, just to actually take you through a little bit of a timeline, this individual, I'm going to go back all the way to 2004, February, where this guy was red-carded for the first time in Manchester City's FA Cup fourth-round tie at Tottenham for two bookable offences. He stormed out of uh, his club 
before kickoff after being axed from a team to face Southampton. So he stormed out of the club right. completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was criticised for causing mass brawls in, in, a, in a pre-season friendly. Uh, he's been involved in altercations with the 15-year-old Everton fan. So this is giving it away. He's a football player or a past football player in the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dropped his shorts in the direction of an Everton fan after uh, Manchester City's 1-1 draw at Goodison Park. <laughs> wow, hey. Uh, he also, uh, he's been known to actually go in for numerous uh, two-footed lunges on his opponents. He was suspended by Manchester City when playing with them after training ground altercation with another teammate of his, mm-hmm. arrested in, in Liverpool City Centre after a late night incident and later charged with common assault and a fray. Sheesh, fair you know, he, he was jailed for six months after admitting common assault after that particular incident. And also uh, recently, well, not too recently, but what he actually also did was got busted betting while he was still a professional, and that's Joey Barton. Uh, He is a very, very volatile individual, and uh, when he was on Twitter, an absolute loose treat to actually follow. Uh, And when I say an absolute (laughs) treat to follow, kind of like an absolute treat Donald Trump is to follow. That kind of tree. So, Joey Barton, uh, if uh, you haven't read up on him, read up on him. Trust me, you'll be entertained. Number one, the one, the only, Diego Maradona. Uh, Uh, Very nice, yeah. Speaks for itself. Uh, This guy's exploits absolutely out of control what this guy's actually done. He's living his best life. He's living his best life. So, (laughs) anytime you see this guy, he's just absolute entertainment so i'd be absolutely surprised if one of you guys don't have him in your top three so what i'm going to do i'm going to keep it short and sweet so if one of you guys do have him i hope he likes sugar doesn't he he does like a little bit of sugar <laughs> uh whiz fizz was it the uh, sugary treats uh, that people indulge in uh i'm going to throw it straight back over to you liam fantastic uh thank you daniel uh i'll start off with my number three now there can't be any top three list of loosest units without this bloke being in there. I'm sure one of you may have had him in there, but when you've bitten off someone's ear and you've owned owned a pet tiger, (laughs) you have to be in the top three loosest units. You'd have to. And that's obviously old mate Mike Tyson. Uh, No further story needed. We know how loose he is. (laughs) Mike and Mike, very, very well deserved in the top three. Number two. Now, I'm going to stick on the NBA theme with Daniel. Now, I'm not sure if this bloke has been a teammate of Lance Stevenson over the years. He (laughs) may have been or he may not have been. Uh This is a man... Who's recently changed his name? Metal World Peace. Oh, oh no, yeah. Yes. This is a man, Lakers man, former Lakers man, yeah. uh, formerly known the artist, formerly known as Ron Artest. Mm-hmm. Now, do yourself a favour if you've never seen the Malice at the Palace brawl between the Indiana Pacers and man. the Detroit Pistons. This is the most extraordinary brawl you'll ever see, Nilo. This is a man when he's playing for Indiana. Someone, I think a patron in the crowd may have thrown a cup of coke or something over him when he was standing on the court near the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He ran 15, 15 floors up into the crowd and yep. proceeded to belt the living shit out of about five spectators. Oh, my God. 15 rows up. 15 rows up. Yep. Might have had about five teammates helping him out. It's the most extraordinary footage you'll I'm ever see. I'm going on record and agreeing with you that this is the most extraordinary thing that you, you'll ever see If you haven't seen, seen it, Google it, Malice at the Palace. Wow, It's absolutely extraordinary. And then he, ta- then he changed his name to World Peace, which is uh, funny enough in itself. <laughs> so, old mate Meta. He's my loose. Very loose unit. Well-deserved number two. Now, my number one, I'm going to give this as a collective, Nate. It's a collective of men. Yep. 
and I'm giving it to the 2006 West Coast Premiership side. (laughs) (laughs) Because the loosest bunch of units you'll ever see. Yes. (laughs) Old mate Ben Cousins, enough said about him. Uh, You've got Daniel Kerr, who was on the horse trains, whatever the hell he was on back in the day. Uh, You've got Daniel Chick, who... (laughs) That's right. He went AWOL. <laughs> yep. uh, God knows who else was in that site, but boy, oh boy, would have been fun to be on there in a season <laughs> trip uh, after winning the flag. So West Coast Eagles, very well-deserved, number one. Uh, let's switch it over to Nilo. All right, no drama. So I've got my number three player, or number three top loosest unit is John Burke. Now, this is, uh, you might be wondering who John Burke is. Now, I think we're going Did back. Did he host a backyard show? <laughs> I was thinking Don Burke. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in a bit of strife too. He probably yeah, is loose. Well, he is oh, pretty loose. But regardless of anything, we'll get off uh, Don Burke and we'll go to John Burke. Uh, he's, he's a Collingwood player from the 70s. Now, oh, yes, yes. I remember this. Now, basically what happened, it, it, this is just the one incident. Basically what happened is Very the, the, uh, the umpire pulled him up after he kicked Sydney Swans player Patrick Foy in the groin. Mm-hmm. In a fit of rage, Burke pushed and kicked the umpire to the ground, elbowed his team's runner, and then leapt into the stands and attacked a fan. So, 10-year suspension plus 16 games, probably well-deserved, very, very loose well unit. Very um, well-deserved. Second, one of my all-time favourites, he is an absolute legend, Ta- Travis Pastrama. He is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, listen to the, his record. I mean, he did the first ever... Do you want to tell us who he is first? I've oh, no idea who that is. Travis Pastrama. <laughs> so, he basically, he's... Well, let's just say he's an extreme sports specialist. So, okay. he, he did the first ever X Games dirt bike double backflip. All he right. drove a Subaru Impreza off a jump, across a river, and onto a barge. Mm-hmm. He... And the the best one, I reckon, my favourite one that Travis Pastrama did was he jumped out of a plane with no parachute and landed on a big, let's just call it, for lack of a better term, a big net or a trampoline type situation. (laughs) It was absolutely unbelievable. Everything he does is just fantastic. And, uh, you know, he's just pioneered the X Games and what have you by by doing those uh, specific things. Now, my number one loosest unit... um, it's not yourself, is it? No, it's not myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm very tame. Uh, my number one loosest unit <laughs> is, is growing, yeah. drum roll, OJ Simpson. OJ, yeah, the end. Sheesh, the end. Man. That's that's all. I'm not. I'm not even going <laughs> to go into it. Not even going to go drop into the it. mic. <laughs> drop the mic, Nath. Cheers, you put the pressure on me to bring it home, boys. Look, uh, in honour of your winner, Liam uh, Winks, uh, he's got a beer done after him. It's going to be a, a Carlton Draft in blue. Are you guys seen this at the Cox Plate? Did indeed. Yes, yes. After yeah, me, yep. So I'm going to go with a bit of a, a beer theme for loose units. So uh, strap yourselves in, guys. I'm going to start with a wrestler. So for most people, 99 bottles of beer is pretty unrealistic and potentially pretty <laughs> deadly. Wouldn't you agree? I yes, would agree, yes, but yes, not yes. for this man. Not for this man. Uh, Andre Rosimov, otherwise known as Andre the Giant. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, It's a casual Thursday night. <laughs> In his prime, Andre clocked uh, seven foot four. He was 550 pounds. Now, uh, for those who aren't wrestling fans, that's about four inches taller than Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. Uh, in an appearance with uh, Late Night with David Letterman, Andre admitted to drinking 119 beers in a single session. Oh, my Lord. During surgery, <laughs> surgery he told a doctor that uh, it takes him two litres of vodka before he feels warm. Oh, so my that's pretty, goodness. Just to get warm. Yeah, Dan, how many litres of vodka did you have before the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Not uh, too close. <laughs> Ask me about New Year's Eve. No, that's, that's another story. <laughs> and uh, this was cons- uh, confirmed on an episode of WWE Legends of Wrestling. Fellow wrestler Mike Graham confirmed he witnessed Andre consume 156 beers in one night. <laughs> You're kidding. So that is my well uh, number three loose unit. He must have a liver the size of us, I reckon, if he's seven foot four. Most likely, can, if you've ever seen the man. He's uh, pretty massive. My number two, nice, short, sweet. It's Booney, guys. So, Booney. Uh, Booney. Oh, yes, yep. David Boone, former happen. Australian cricketer, consumed 52 cans of beer on a flight <laughs> from Sydney to London. This story is legendary. I'm sure we've all heard it. Yep. In 1989, uh, this was confirmed by teammates Jeff Lawson and one of the greatest of all time on that tour, Dean Jones. Jonesy. Mm-hmm. That's yep. it. Now... In order, look, Liam, I did take exception last week when you referred to yourself, Damo, Dan, Neil, as the original four horsemen. (laughs) (laughs) Not too happy because there's only one leader of the four horsemen, my friend, and you're not him. The Nate. (laughs) Apparently, Ric Flair liked to party, boys. Have you heard of that? Hell yeah. A lot. The Nature Boy is legendary when it comes to stories of partying all night and then wrestling (laughs) all day. Most accounts of the 16-time world champion, he didn't sleep despite being the first one in the building and the last one to leave. So, what makes Ric Flair show up? Well, first of all, he's literally gone broke from buying drinks for Everyone in the bar, strangers, he doesn't care who you are. If you're in the local North Carolina establishment, you can pretty much uh, confirm that your drinks will be free all night. (laughs) Then, after handing drinks out at the bar, Ric Flair would find some married women strip down naked and dance for them in front of their husbands while shouting. <laughs> of course he <laughs> Were the Canterbury Bulldogs there when he was doing this? <laughs> Canterbury Bulldogs? That's their inspiration, I think. They wish. Anyway, Rick Flair is my number one loose unit. Very well said, Nate. Uh, very nice segment there, boys. The top three will definitely have that. Back again in the coming weeks. I think we're about done, fellas, for tonight. Before we go, boys, anything else caught your eye this week? Just quickly, we want to bring up very quickly. Uh, nothing's caught my eye uh, uh, going backwards, but uh, moving forward, uh, the UEFA Champions League yep. kicks off tomorrow. Ooh, yes. So, Liverpool. just want to briefly uh, put that out there. So Tuesday night, obviously, we're recording. Tuesday night, we're recording. So, Wednesday morning, of course, it does kick off. Uh, just my picks in terms of the matches uh, during this uh, match day one. Uh, I'm really liking the look of Inter versus Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inter Milan mm-hmm. have obviously acquired a fair bit of talent during the offseason, and Tottenham seem to be battling a little for whatever reason of late. This is the game from the group of death, Liverpool versus PSG. Yes. yeah. Strap yourselves in for that one. So, if you're up and about nice and early, make sure you're tuning in. Oh, you can watch it on replay, I think, with Optus. You can watch it watch on it replay on demand, yeah. Good uh, luck with that, with Optus. Good luck with that, yeah. <laughs> Manchester City uh, take on Lyon uh, from France. Real Madrid take on Roma in another mouth-watering encounter. Valencia from Spain take on Juventus as well. So, all very enthralling games. And then they've done it again. Manchester United seem to draw the easiest teams on an ongoing basis. Convenient. Uh, they're playing young boys uh, this time around. Uh, young boys? Young Is that boys. a team? BSC Young Boys, yes. No, look, they do have Juve and Valencia in the group this time around, but tomorrow they do face off against Young Boys. Nonetheless, I'm going to be all over this year's UEFA Champions League like an absolute rash. Really, really looking forward to it. <laughs> what about you guys? I think there's only one thing. It's the footy. Uh, I can't wait for mm. these two prelims. They should be absolutely brilliant. Nate, how's the ticker, mate? You're going to last? 
Oh, I don't think so, to be honest. I mean, I'm not used to this finals business, but uh, holding a memorial show next call- week. For Nathan. <laughs> yeah, it's calling it. He's going to car. He's talking to three blokes who aren't used to it either. So, memorial show. No, look, I think grateful's the word. I am. Uh, I'm yep. uh, absolutely loving uh, the performance the boys are putting in week after week, and I expect this Saturday to be no different. Brilliant, Nilo. No, absolutely. I'm. Definitely looking forward to the footy. And look, uh, Liam, I know you might hate me, but I am one of the neutrals who is uh, attending on Friday night. So it'll be, uh, be a very good game. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Collingwood Richmond? Yes. Yeah. You got a ticket? Yes. Wow. Somehow, wait. Just somehow managed to find one in the bottom of a barrel. Oh, you were the 23 grand on eBay, is it? <laughs> I wish. It'd almost be an episode salary for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. But I think we'll leave it there, boys. It's been a huge show. Just before we finish, just another quick shout-out for the competition we're running. Daniel? Uh, yeah, look, I was just going to say, broadly speaking, get around us, like us, subscribe. Reviews. Uh, Please give us a review on review, iTunes. Review. Interact with us again. Uh, we're putting it out there. It hasn't hit uh, just yet on social media, but we're going to be looking for your sinners and winners as well. Stay tuned because that is coming. Nate, you want to tell us a little bit about what's happening in the next two weeks? Yeah, look, I kind of just surprised it on the boys. So I you think did. we're going to, we'll, um, <laughs> we'll confirm this in writing on our uh, social media. But what we want you to do from uh, the time the episode drops, so now until. <laughs> uh, midnight Grand Final. If you like our Facebook, you'll go into the draw to win a $50 Rebel voucher. Uh, Rebel Sports, that is. And we'll draw it live on Facebook, Neil, if we can do that. Definitely looking forward to that. And I just wanted to say to you, 320 plus that have already liked us, uh, stay tuned because something's coming for you guys as well. Absolutely. Fantastic, fantastic. I think we'll leave it there then, boys. Huge show. Um, thanks for your company, gentlemen. Thank you. What a great show. Very exciting for this weekend. And good luck to the D's, Nate. I hope you hold up, mate. Thanks, I hope guys. the D's get Sorry. the chocolates. Yeah, agreed. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll speak to you all next week. Cheers. Mm-hmm.